Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in one of your favorite and best-loved musical romances, Rose Marie, and starring your two favorite and best-loved singers, Jeanette MacDonald and Nelson Eddy. Lady Esther feels this is a fitting prelude to the revival of this endearing operetta at the famous Greek theater in Los Angeles on July 7th. Many of you will remember how the story begins at the Opera House in Montreal, where Marie de Flore, Canada's great operatic star, is appearing in Romeo and Juliet. I'll ever forget that night. Canada, Montreal, where I'd been born. And the evening had been a triumph for me. Yet all the applause that filled the opera house, the crowd shouting my name, couldn't quite still the secret worry in my heart. I must have had a premonition that night. As I left the stage, Anna, my maid, was waiting in the wings. Madame, there's someone to see you. A man. Anna, you know I can't see anyone now. I'm too tired. He said to give you this ring. This ring? Oh, where is he? In your dressing room, madame. Come, quickly. You, where did you get this ring? Well, speak up. Uh, it's all right, you can talk in front of Anna. You know the man who sent that ring? Yes. He ran away from the penitentiary. 
Escaped? He told me to bring the ring and you would help. Well, where is he? Is he here? No. Well, then where? I cannot tell you. But you must. I want to help. I'm Jack Flower's sister. His sister? Yes. Is he safe? Is he all right? He's better now. When I find him in the woods, he's very sick. Bullet in the shoulder. Oh, they tracked him down. Yes. But the mounted police who comes after him, he is dead. Oh. Your brother killed him. Oh, no. He's safe. He can get away, but he needs money. Plenty money to get out of the country. Where is he? How far is it? Train to Quebec, then boat, then woods. When will you start back? Tonight, first train. You give me the money to take to him? No, no, I'll take it myself. I'm going with you. Madame. Well, don't worry, Anna. I'm not afraid of the woods. I'm not thinking of the woods, madame. I was thinking about the police. serenading any bunch of Mounties. I got a date. Who is she, Bruce? The cutest little thing in this whole... Sergeant Bruce? Yes? CO wishes to see you. At once. Bruce, I don't like to do this to you, but I'm afraid I'm going to have to send you back to the woods. Oh, but, sir, I just got down. I know, and I hate to disappoint all the young ladies on the post, but here, take a look at this photograph. Yes, sir. Name is Jack Flower. About 21, sent to jail for a minor offense, escaped about 10 days ago. Think you'd recognize him? I'm sure I would, sir. He's hiding somewhere up near Lake Chaboogam. Oh, that's the case Bennett is on. Was on. They found his body this morning. I didn't know, sir. When do I leave? At once, by plane. I didn't know it then, of course. But now there were two of us going after Jack. And we might never have met, except for what happened at Parabonka. It was in that crude little frontier town that Boniface, the half-breed who had brought me Jack's ring, disappeared with my purse and all my money. I was frantic with fear, not for myself, but, but for Jack. 
I walked and walked the streets, trying to think what I could do. And then, suddenly, I wasn't walking alone. Hello. Lovely evening, don't you think? I beg your pardon, I... Now, don't let the uniform scare you. Unless you're a criminal, which I doubt. As it happened, I'm not interested in what... Oh, no you offense, man. It's just part of my job, protecting strangers in a rough town like this. Thank you. I don't need protection. Good night. Oh, now, look here. I, I can't let you wander around the streets alone. It's dangerous. I tell you, I'm all right. No, I think I'd better take you home. Where are you staying? At the hotel. That's funny. You're not registered. I know. I, I was just going Haven't to... you any luggage? Any bags? Oh, yes. Yes, I left them down at the store. The man's taking care of them for me. Oh, yes. He told me. You're the one who lost her money. Well, come on in and tell me all about it. Come in? Uh, where? Now, don't get nervous. This is strictly official. If you don't believe me, just read that sign. Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Now then, let's get all the details down on paper. First, your name. Uh, Rose. Rose? Yes. R-O-S-E. R-O-S-E. E. Rose. Marie de Flore. I always thought you were just Marie de Flore. That's a pretty name, Rose Marie. Why don't you use it? I don't know what you're talking about. My name's not de Flore. Oh, now look here. I could pick you out of a million. Why, I heard you sing just two nights ago in Montreal. I was in the first row. Oh. Now tell me what it's all about. What are you doing up here? Uh, well, I see you're too smart for me to lie to. The truth is, I, I want to get away from people. I wanted to come to some place where I wouldn't be known. Uh, that's, uh, that's why I didn't report the theft. I, I didn't want to have to give my name. I see. Well, I'll have to make some sort of report, give a reason for your being here. Well, couldn't you... Couldn't you say I came to go fishing? Sure, fishing. Where? I don't know. He didn't say. He? Who's he? Oh, I... Really, this is very embarrassing... When you're a public figure like I am, you can't just... Oh, I understand. Well, we'll just say you're going to Lake Platipi. Oh, that's fine. And you can see why I've got to find that guide. I've just got to. I've got a pretty good idea of where he might be. There's a big Indian festival upriver tonight. Every Indian for miles around will be there. Oh, thank you. Now, if you'll just tell me how to get there, I... I'll do better than that. I'll take you there myself. It was a weird scene. The tom-toms beating, a great fire burning, the Indians dancing in war paint and feathers. Sergeant Bruce seemed to know almost everyone there. He went off through the crowd making inquiries, and that's when I found Boniface. He'd spent very little of my money, just enough for some bourbon. And he'd seen me with the Mountie so I could put the fear of heaven in him. He promised to meet me in town later so we could leave that night. He slipped away into the dock just as Sergeant Bruce came back. He was ready to leave, and, and in a few minutes we were paddling down the river in his canoe. Too bad we didn't get your man, Mr. Flora. Yes, it, it is too bad. Suppose you don't find him. I hope you won't go back. Well, there really wouldn't be any reason to stay. Why not? Just look at those stars, the river, and those gorgeous mountains. Of course, I know you didn't come for the scenery... Still, I wouldn't want you to go away disappointed. If there's anything I can do to help, just consider me at your disposal. Oh, 
such a romantic speech. All you need is a little music. Oh, I've got that, too. Oh, sweet rosemary, it's easy to see why all who learn to know you love you. You're gentle and kind, divinely designed, as graceful as the pines above you. There's an angel's breast beneath your side. There's a little cavalry in your eye. Oh, Rosemary, I love you. I'm always dreaming of you. No matter what I do, I can't forget you. Sometimes I wish that I had never met you, and yet if I should lose you, would mean my very life to me. Of all the queens that ever lived, I'd choose you. Very nice. Did you just compose it on the spur of the moment? Well, I must confess I used it once with Caroline, and once with Genevieve. And with Annabelle, and with Gwendolyn. Oh, it must come in very handy. Well, yes, except it doesn't work with some names. Now, you take Maud. It didn't work with Maud. Oh, it didn't? No. But then nothing worked with Maud. Pardon, Bruce, I think you'd better start paddling. Evening, Sergeant. Oh, hello, Dan. What brings you over here? Just close up the store. Thought I'd drop in. Be with you in a minute. Just want to finish up this report. Rose Marie de Fleur. Hmm. What kind of a name is that, de Fleur? Sounds like some kind of a soap. <laughs> it's Spanish, I think. Means flower. Rose Marie Flower. That's pretty, isn't it? Rose Marie Flo Flower. Sorry, Dan, I gotta leave. Gotta see somebody. Wouldn't be that girl, would it, Sergeant? Why? Because I've seen her riding out of town with that half breed of hers. Aye, she's been gone for a couple hours. <laughs> Lady Esther's screen Guild play will follow in just a moment. Now, a word from Lady Esther. Have you been reading the fashion news about what's smart for summer? Have you noticed how much talk there is about the importance of suntanned skin? Never before has it been so smart to have that vital suntanned look. Well, I've created a wonderful new summer shade of face powder to give you that smart suntanned look, to make you look like a divine sun goddess all summer long. I call this new summer shade Malibu Tan, 
and I named it after Malibu Beach in California. It's spelled M-A-L-I-B-U. Malibu tan is a heavenly summer tan shade of powder. It gives your skin that healthy sun-tanned look while you're getting tanned. And after you're tanned, it glorifies and flatters your skin, makes you look simply divine. The moment you try my new Lady Esther Malibu tan, you'll say it's the most flattering summer tan powder you've ever used. And the longer you wear it, the better you'll like it. Because Malibu tan will not change its color after it's on your skin. It never turns reddish, never gets that ugly orange tinge. Here at last is a summer tan powder which holds its true color on your skin. So start the summer fashion right with my new Malibu tan face powder. See if all your summer clothes don't look much smarter when you give your skin this flattering sun-tanned look. Ask for Lady Astor's new Malibu Tan face powder. And now Lady Astor presents the second act of Rose Marie, starring Nelson Eddy, Jeanette MacDonald, and Leon Belasco. Marie continues our story. I thought I'd fooled Sergeant Bruce completely. I never dreamed he was following us until two days later. Boniface and I were swimming our horses across a mountain stream. The current was fast, but we were making headway when, when I happened to look back and saw a mounted figure on top of the ridge. The half-breed saw him too, and his face went white with fear. He lashed his horse toward the opposite bank. Mine tried to follow, and a sudden surge unseated me. The next thing I knew, I was fighting for my life. Then, then a great blackness closed in around me. Then, at last, I heard a voice. Rosemary. Rosemary. You. <laughs> I think it is. At least that's my great coat that's wrapped around you. Are you all right? Uh, I guess so. Here, take a drink of this. Uh, no. Drink it. That's the stuff. Feel any better? <coughs> yes. Want another swig? No. Well, fancy meeting you here. I thought you'd be back there in Parabanca waiting for me to come a-calling. Whatever gave you that idea? <laughs> Silly, wasn't it? That uh, the same guy who stole your purse? <laughs> oh, no. No, he really didn't steal it. He, he just took it to buy supplies. He hadn't run away at all. Well, he's run away this time, all right. You don't seem to have much luck with him. Oh, well, he'll come back. Yeah, but suppose he doesn't. You don't even know where you're going. Oh, but I do. I mean, uh, I do know now. I made him mark it on the map. So, you see, you needn't bother about me. You you just run along. Oh, I'm in no hurry. I'll just get a fire started and camp right here. What did you say? I didn't say a thing. Oh, sorry, I thought I heard you say thanks for the coat. I was frightened, of course. Terrified that he'd found out I was on my way to Jack. And yet... In that wilderness, I didn't know what I'd have done without him. He made camp so quickly and efficiently. Put up a tent, built a fire, and fixed supper for us both. Hot coffee, beans, and bacon that was crisp just right. I shouldn't have eaten with him, of course, but, but I was cold and hungry, and the food was good. Afterwards, as we sat by the fire... How do you feel now, Mr. Floor? Oh. Oh, so much better. You know, it's really a very lovely night, if you aren't hungry. And uh, thank you for the coat. Oh, that's all right. I don't know what I should have done without it. It was so cold and dark and... 
Did you hear that? What is it? Just an Indian. Uh, makes you feel sort of funny, doesn't it? Wait, listen. That's his girlfriend. Is that a signal between them? It's an old Indian legend. Seemed there was an Indian boy who loved a girl in another tribe. But their families were enemies, sort of a Romeo and Juliet affair. That was supposed to be their call. What happened to them? Well, the families found out and were both sentenced to die. The Indians say that their spirits still live in the happy hunting ground. And when a lover gives that call, they echo it and send it on till it reaches the one he loves. Oh, it's lovely, isn't it? Um, I think I'd better be getting you back to camp. Oh, but I haven't any camp. He took my horse with all my things. Well, you can use my tent. I'll sleep out here. Oh. Uh, it's all right. I've done it lots of times. Oh, thank you. And look, I'd better see you safely to wherever you're going. Perhaps if you show me that map you're marked. Oh, I'll... I can't. I, I uh, oh, Boniface has it. He took it with him. Oh. Well, at least I can get you to Heyman's Landing. You can find a guide there who'll take you back. Good night. Good night. magic of the woods all around us. We heard that plaintive call again and again, but I don't think either of us realized what had been happening to us until that third day, as we stood and watched the sun go down. Beautiful, isn't it? So peaceful and quiet. No one could ask for more than this. And this our life, exempt from public haunt, finds tongues in trees, books in the running brooks, sermons in stones, and good in everything. You're such a contradiction. I don't understand how a man like you can spend your life tracking down people, hunting some poor creature. He's not a poor creature. He's broken the law. Well, I should think all this would make you more charitable. Don't ever think that nature is charitable. If any wild animal violates the law of the pack, the rest of them turn on him and kill him. You sound so cruel. A man has got to pay for what he does in this world. The only cruel thing is when others have to pay for it, too. I'll go and make camp. Oh, wait. Not yet. This is our last evening.
I didn't know what he meant. I didn't know then. I didn't know until the next day. Until he left me at Heyman's Landing and avoided my eyes as he said goodbye and rode off without even looking back once. I didn't know until I'd hired a guide to take me to the, to the cabin where my brother was hiding. And as I stood there with my arms around him, feeling only that I had to save him, to, to help him get away, I heard a voice. All right, Flower, you're under arrest. Nothing seemed to matter anymore. My work, my friends, my life meant nothing to me. For a long time, I was very sick. The doctors could find nothing wrong. Of them all, I think only Anna knew. But, madame, maybe he has been hurt as much as you. Perhaps if you would send for him. No, he wouldn't come. That day I told him I hated him. People say many things in anger, things they don't mean. But he'd had no way of knowing I've called and called to him in my heart. As he has been calling to you, madame. Anna. Forgive me, madame. I had to do it because I love you too. Sergeant, will you come in? Bruce. When I'm calling you. Answer to. 
of the motion picture relief fund. Thank you, Nelson Eddy, Jeanette MacDonald, and Leon Velasco for the most delightful half hour. Now, before we tell you about next week's show, here's a word from one of America's best-known beauty authorities, Lady Esther. Is there anything more glamorous, more dramatic than a woman with lovely suntan skin wearing a beautiful white evening dress? She's the woman who stands out far above the crowd. That's why I want to help you get a wonderful suntan this summer, a smooth, even tan with no dry, flaky look. You can get this lovelier suntan just by using my Lady Esther four-purpose face cream, the same pure white cream you use to cleanse and beautify your skin. It's so simple it sounds incredible, but I've seen the thrilling results on many women. Here's all you do. While you're in the sun getting your tan, just put a delicate film of Lady Esther four-purpose face cream over all your skin that's exposed. The moment your skin absorbs the cream, apply more. Keep your skin lightly coated with Lady Esther four-purpose face cream all the time you're in the sun. Your skin will tan more quickly, and it won't get that parched, dried-out look. My cream softens and smooths your skin while you're getting tanned. Remember, I'm talking about my Lady Esther four-purpose face cream. It's not a special suntan cream, but it does a wonderful suntanning job. Just try it next weekend, and I'm sure you'll write and tell me how thrilled you are with the results. Next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present The Strange Love of Martha Ivers. It will star Ida Lupino, Dick Powell, and Kirk Douglas. Be sure to listen. Rosemarie was produced and directed by Bill Lawrence, adapted by Harry Cronman, and was presented by arrangement with Metro-Golden-Mayer, producers of the Technicolor musical Fiesta, starring Esther Williams and Big Cast. Rosemarie, written by Herbert Stothert, Rudolph Bremel, Otto Harbach, and Oscar Hammerstein, will be presented at the Greek Theater in Los Angeles beginning July 7th. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. Jeanette MacDonald will soon be seen in the Metro-Golden-Mayer Technicolor musical The Birds and the Bees. Nelson Eddy can currently be seen starring in the Republic picture, Northwest Outpost. This is Truman Bradley speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.